And there's real clarity within the organization as to why we're doing that. And then you layer on top of that the leader's self-awareness, clarity on the roles, and then, as we talked about, this trust that you build and the ability to have uncomfortable conversations. And then really it kind of cascades down. The work that the leader's done then starts to get done with the leadership team, and then the leadership team can then take that kind of clarity of what is there. Say they're the client's CFO, she leads. The finance organization, the finance organization also needs its own. What's our vision for next year? What are our priorities? How do they ladder up to what we're doing overall? And then how is the CFO developing her team? And, you know, you get this kind of amplification because you can have the whole organization on the same journey. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, where being a high achiever doesn't necessarily equate to being an effective leader. Let's check to see if you're in the right place. If you're rising through the ranks of your organization so fast that your leadership skills need to grow as fast as your responsibilities, you're in the right place. If it seems you need different skills to lead your team or lead from within a group of talented, competitive peers, you're in the right place. If you're looking to become a trusted advisor to the CEO, you are definitely in the right place. So now that we know that you're in the right place, enjoy today's conversation. Before we begin the show, I have something for you. The Rising Leader Handbook will be published in January of 2024, but you don't have to wait. Go to my website, www.markjsilverman.com and click the red button. There you can get an advanced copy of the executive summary of the Rising Leader Handbook. And in the same place, you can get a free copy of Only Tens. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now on with the show. If you followed me through the different versions of my three podcasts, Mastering Midlife, Mastering Overwhelm, and Now the Rising Leader, you know my next guest has been my most frequent guest, my most frequent collaborator. She's one of my closest friends in the entire world. She's a colleague. She's a mentor, like everything to me. Officially, Helen Appleby is a New York-based executive coach with a strong track record of leadership and commercial success. Prior to becoming a full-time coach, she was a VP of global and global business leader for GlaxoSmithKline where she led a billion-dollar respiratory health business in consumer healthcare. She has worked in six different countries, led huge teams. She's the author of The Unwritten Rules of Women's Leadership, and she's here with us today. Helen, thank you for being here. Yay. Hello. Does everybody stumble over GlaxoSmithKline? (laughs) Never do podcasts late in the afternoon. Helen, I've been watching your career. You know, you and I have worked closely together for a long time now. And I've watched your career. I watched working with CEOs. I've watched you work with senior leaders, senior women, and focus on your women's leadership programs. But I also watched your, you take everything that you've learned and you've expanded it from just working with the CEO or doing your workshops to the senior leadership team. I watched you bring different kinds of workshops, personality test workshops, trust workshops, efficiency workshops to, to the organizations that you work with. And I'm curious about the evolution of your business. And and what you and and how you work with with the teams that you're working with now? Yeah, it, it has been interesting, hasn't it? And I guess you know, COVID got thrown in there in somewhat in the middle of that, which definitely was a different period. But I guess if you kind of take that part out of it, I've definitely found 
the work has evolved. And, and in a way, that's really been client-led. I find that the best place to start with a team is with the leader. There's that expression, isn't there? So the leader goes, so the team goes. And starting work with the leader of a team and getting them self-aware, getting them grounded, getting them on a growth path really opens the door in many ways for and gives permission for everybody on the team to be on that path too. And really, that's how you unlock the power of the team. As you know, what can often happen at the end of an assignment is a, a leader will say, that was great, and I don't want it to finish. Can you now coach my team? At which point I say, well, no, I can't because I don't have time. And also I coach you. So that right. would be weird. <laughs> and then, yeah, as what works best then is to bring someone like you in and you know, get the team coaches, their own coaches where appropriate. But then what I can do is I come back in and, and I coach the team as a whole team. Historically, I've called that work team integration work. And it's really about the whole team somewhat going on the journey that the CEO has already been on, learning their strengths and weaknesses, learning just key skills, like how to give feedback, how to have difficult conversations, how to build trust. And you know, over time and over doing more and more of those workshops, it's really started to become a curriculum and a, and a way of thinking about healthy leadership. I'm I'm kind of in this phase of the work that I'm doing, I'm really very focused on how do we get leaders and teams to be healthier? How do we make glass buildings healthier? And I don't mean anything to do with the air conditioning, (laughs) even more important than that. Um, And yeah, and so that's sort of, that's really the genesis behind the work that I'm doing now. And as you know, I've now started to, write it actually write it down and develop more workshops and start to write a book on it yeah so i have i have the outline of the book here but but your work was primarily focused in for championing and and supporting women in the workplace and i know like half of your half of your clients are male half your clients are female is this work more gender neutral it's what i describe as (laughs) co-ed and uh Yes, and when you coach very senior leaders, unfortunately, the numbers will you know, look at the numbers. <laughs> uh, many of them um, are men, and mm-hmm. uh, many of my favorite clients are men, and many of my favorite clients are very senior women too. So this work I describe as co-ed. And, but for me, my first book was a women's leadership book, and much of the work and much of the coursework that I do in the world still mm-hmm. is for women. And But I really think in way, in a way, in many ways, this builds on that because if the focus is on having a healthy team, then you know your skills of self awareness and listening and having a building a healthy environment inevitably do lead to you know higher levels of inclusion, sure, and higher levels of diversity because diverse, as we know, diverse teams perform better, and so in a way, it feels like the work is a development from kind of developing the women to working on the waters in which they swim as well. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that, 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 And there's a section in the unwritten rules for women's leadership, of, of women's leadership about how can you be 
a supporter? How can you make it a better place for women and uh, be an advocate? Uh, so this is, I think, uh, definitely a continuation. I also give that book to men. Like this, there's so many sections in this book that it doesn't matter who you are that you you can learn you can learn the concepts here and 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 grow your leadership. I'm looking at the the table of contents of of the book. Does it is does the book have a title or a working title? Like what are you thinking about for this? It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I haven't entirely settled on it, but in my mind, it's called um, the leader's health check. It's that sense of if I want to be a healthy leader and lead a healthy team, then what is it that I have to do? So it will be an assessment of how are we doing so far against my diagnosis of the important areas. And then that, that enables us to track progress as we go along. How are we tracking as a team? And then to dive into each of the individual sections and kind of important areas of how do you set the vision and get people aligned? How do you, as a leader, show up in the healthiest way that you can? So that, you know, how do you understand yourself? How do you do personality testing? How do you get feedback? Mm. How do you get clear on what your role is? as the leader, as you and I know. Many leaders, they got promoted because they could solve the problems themselves. And then then they hire people who should actually and often are better at solving the problems than they are. And then they have this sort of <laughs> existential crisis of like, where do I add value now? That's work that I do one-on-one. But it's great for everyone to get clear on what's the work that only I can do? Mm. And how do I then build trust with my team? How do I have uncomfortable conversations with my team? And how do I develop the team? And then once you put all that together and look at how can you develop the organizational health, it really it forms a complete picture of what it is you need to do to, to, have, to get to really high performance, but in a healthy way. One of the things I've noticed in the organizations that I've seen you work in and that, I, that I've come into is is the genius that you bring is you you create this culture of growth from the top down right well, you you take a, a ceo who maybe not you know hasn't really had that mindset and you help open them and you give them experiences so that they are self-regulating that they are learning to build trust that they are learning to, and it trickles down to the leadership team and then further in the organization so you actually change the culture to make fertile ground for this kind of work. Yeah, and that's why I think this work works best when you start, when I start with the leader, because if she or he can go on that journey themselves first, then they can model it. Mm -hmm. And people don't do what you say, they do what you do. (laughs) And, And they don't get their permission from what you say is okay, they get their permission from what you do. And so a leader really candidly being able to say, thank you for the 360 feedback. I really understand now what's got me here and how the three places that are going to get me to the next level builds an enormous amount of trust and an enormous amount of permission. So, yeah, it's all about growth is uh, very much the mantra. So I want to I want to go through the sections of the book just a little bit here because you start with strategic leadership and self-awareness and self-leadership. You even talk about what is my job like you just said, what is the things only I can do? Building trust, having uncomfortable conversations which you and I are both advocates for. The more and better you can be at 
having these difficult conversations, the better the trust in the team, the team health development. How do you make sure that you're able to have these conversations, that you're all working in the same direction, that you have each other's backs? Organization, the entire organization health. Where where are you finding the most pay dirt? Where are you finding the most bang for your buck when you when you're going through these different sections? I like to think of them honestly as having a sort of a natural order. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you have to start with why are we here? What's the hill we want to climb? What's the plan? Getting that bigger vision um, and purpose, which is important to to so many and especially the younger generations that are coming through. But then getting alignment when you have clear priorities first and you can then cascade those into people's job objectives, then from that place, people are clear. They know which part of the the fish their hand is on (laughs) and you can hold them accountable. And there's real clarity within the organization as to why we're doing that. And then you layer on top of that, the leader's self-awareness, clarity on the roles. And then as we talked about this trust that you build and the ability to have uncomfortable conversations. And then really it kind of cascades down. The work that the leader's done then starts to get done with the leadership team. And then the leadership team can then take that kind of clarity of what is there. Say they're the client's CFO, she leads the finance organization. The finance organization also needs its own. What's our vision for next year? What are our priorities? How do they ladder up to what we're doing overall? And then how is the CFO developing her team? And, you know, you get this kind of amplification because you can have the whole organization on the same journey. So, you know, is there one, is there one specific stage of this that you get the most return from? Probably, to be honest, the having uncomfortable conversations, the ability to disagree in a healthy way and to give feedback to each other just pat lencioni says that you to succeed teams need to be smart and they need to be healthy and if you're going to choose one of those (laughs) yeah we spend so much time and effort don't we trying to be smart paying consultants to help us be smart getting fancy degrees and advanced degrees and and yet we spend so little time and effort often trying, you know, making sure that the team is healthy. So uncomfortable conversations and trust are really bedrock, I think. Yeah, I think we, we both noticed that teams often have their own personality type. So yeah. some of them are volatile. They do speak their mind, but they speak their mind in a very unproductive and very <laughs> confrontational way so yeah. that there's no trust. Then there's others that avoid confrontation, avoid having those difficult conversations, and there's no trust. So it's it's there's no one size fits all. It's just yeah. bringing everybody together, learning personality types so that mm-hmm. you can understand somebody else's world and how they receive information. There's so much that goes into this. Yeah. I, I've, I've watched you just create miracles on with with leadership teams. Can you tell me any tell me a story or tell me tell me a situation where you were just surprised at 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 some breakthrough that happened with a team? Gosh, it's hard to pick one. I ran a workshop fairly recently where it's one of these so teams often operate on a, a spectrum of either artificial harmony if they don't want to have the difficult conversations or destructive (laughs) um, at the other end. And and what we're trying to do is navigate them to the middle. But at the end of the workshop where we kind of looked at people's personality types, one of the the leaders said, oh my goodness, 
as a him. He said, I didn't realize. He said, I thought they were an asshole. He said, now I realize it's just their personality type. (laughs) (laughs) And then he also said, I've been so scared to trust this team and so scared to really emotionally join it. And now I can finally see that actually they are well-intentioned and that it's safe for me to actually be here and and to lean in and to bring all my gifts. Wow, that I just got I just got goosebumps at that. I've never heard you actually say it that way. That the CEO, it feels like him or her against the team, like mm-hmm. like to be able to actually integrate into the team to build a team that you can trust. You know, I could just I could just feel the relaxation and the energy that that would transfer with that and that that's that's just the the tip of the iceberg of the brilliant work that you do mm. and what, ha- what happens when you build a team like that i think it's really interesting for those of us that are further in our careers if we look back and reflect on where did i do my best work right where was i in a team that was really high performing and those are the conditions where people can really unleash bring it all bring them their whole selves and do their best work it's rewarding for everybody and it's particularly rewarding for a leader. Some of these leaders, this is the teams that they build and the work that they do. It's all, it's part of our legacy, isn't it? We really want to be able to look back and say, wow, you know, I led well and I mm-hmm. and laid, enabled people to do their best work. And what's interesting for me as well is even, even people who have been successful and very successful, often they, they don't. They haven't really been taught how to do this. Many times they do it on instinct. I'm hoping with this work and having this kind of like some, I've frequently, more than three times, I've had very successful leaders say to me quietly, I really need your help. I'm not really sure I know what I'm doing to do this really well. And, or maybe I could do it at this scale. And now we're so successful, it's at this scale. And I've never led at this scale or you've never led a team that is whatever the team are, so X. And so to give us a framework for them to think, okay, are all the jigsaw pieces in place? Where are they? Where do we need to lean in? I hope will will help not just the people who I work with directly, but that this will be an assessment and a workbook and tools that uh, that anyone can use. When do you, when do you think we'll be we'll all be able to see the book? <laughs> you just throw a dart at it. I don't want to pick you down. This is a 2024 project. Okay, and as from the last book, I'm sure you will be there to drag it out of my hands at the end as I'm still trying to make it perfect. Uh, yeah, well, we'll say that's mutual given that you've spent a couple of hours on Zoom making sure I finish my book that comes out in January. So I, this, this, is a mutual, this is a mutual thing. My last question is, What's the most satisfying thing about what you do? What fills you for what with what you do? I guess it's 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 impact. It's making people's lives better. You know, I think what we do it's in a work context. There's a deeper part to what we do. When you can take a leader deep or take a team deep, even you can shine light into the dark corners. You can help them step into the light. You can help them really understand and be their full selves. And 
yes, as you've heard me say, sometimes I say I'm just a business coach. But yes, I am just a business coach. And we change lives, don't we? And certainly my life was changed by having a coach. You know, I would I would never be doing this if I hadn't had an amazing coach. Yeah, for, for me, it's the same thing. You're hired for leadership skills. We get hired to build healthy teams to 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 create results. But what's ultimately satisfying is when someone calls you up and tells you, I'm not anxious anymore. I handled this situation without losing my shit. <laughs> like that, my my relationship with my spouse is so much better. Those are the things that for me, that's what I live for. And I watch you do that all day, every day. So if someone needs more of Helen Appleby magic, where can they find you? <laughs> HelenAppleByCoaching.com <laughs> or on LinkedIn, where we all are. <laughs> LinkedIn and Instagram. And we will put all of that in the show notes so that people can, can, fi- can find you. And the unwritten rules of women's leadership is not just for women, although it's, it, I give this to every woman who's in business that I know. I learn a lot from it. So thank you for being here and thank you for being my friend. Thank you. I'm, I'm better for it and so is everybody else. <laughs> to, ev- to everybody else, I, I just appreciate your time and your attention so much. Have a great rest of the day. I love you. Thank you for joining today's conversation. If you got value, please share the episode, give us a thumbs up, write us a review. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a question that you have, send them my way. Look forward to connecting on the next episode of the Rising Leader Podcast.